Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Nadarim, Daf Lamed Dalid, and we're starting about a third of the way down at Ika Damasne La Bahai Lishna. Yesterday we learned the Mishnah that spoke about the fact that when a person is Mudar Hana from another person, that they're still allowed to do the mitzvah of Hashabah Saveda. And on the bottom of Lamed Gimel Lamed Beis, up until this point where we're starting now, we saw a version of the Machlokas Rav Ami and Rabasi, but that was really version number one. And to briefly review those shitas, one of the shitas was that the only time that Hashavah Saveda is allowed is, is allowed is when nichse machsir ar asurin, when the person returning is not allowed to be, be benefiting from the other person, al-bal And the other shita says that, no, everything, no matter what, it's always mutter to do Hashavah Saveda. And the Gemara picks up with another version uh, right here on Lama Dalad Madalav, eight lines down. Some say that the machlokas, the presentation of the machlokas about Hashavah Saveda is a little bit different than it, and it's as follows. According to the first approach, not like we learned yesterday, but only one is only allowed to do the mitzvah of Ashava Saveda when the Nechasim of the Baal Aveda are Asr and the Machsir. And even though it's possible that because I, the Machsir, am holding on to this, I could have gained some money because of Prutadir of Yosef. Let's review, even though we learned it yesterday. Rashi, uh, the Mefarish at the bottom, explained it beautifully on the bottom of Lam and Gimel and Beis. But in short, if I'm involved in the mitzvah of Hashavah Saveda, then the rules of uh, Osek B'mitzvah Pater Mina Mitzvah apply to me. And if that's true, then when someone knocks on my door to ask for tzedakah, I'm saying, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm actively in the process of Hashavah Saveda, on Pater, and we consider that the, the lack of spending, the extra cash in your pocket is considered a Hana. But here the Gemara says that the reason why the Chazar is allowed, even though the Nechassim of the Bala Veda are Asr on that person, don't worry, the Pruta de Rav Yosef is Loshchiach. Aval, this first opinion would agree that Nechse Machzir Asur in Al Bala Veda, that uh, if the Nechassim of the Machzir, the person returning, is going to be Asr on the Bala Veda, Lomahadurle, he should certainly not return them. Mishum de Kamahanile, that's considered a direct Hana. And that's one of the approaches of the Amorim for today. And the second approach is as follows. The mitzvah just pasha doesn't apply to me. He just leaves the object. It's very weird. Right. It's very weird. But it's like any other mitzvah, you have to think about it in another frame. It's raining outside. So the mitzvah of sukkah, just pasha, it's a zero. It doesn't apply. It's just no, you just don't go to, you don't go in the sukkah. There's no, your, your lulav and esrog is not kosher. There isn't one for a hundred miles. You don't pick up a little of an esrog. The mitzvah doesn't apply to you. You're tefillin or treif. It's not a one-way It's true. You have a netter against it already, but I'm saying like give it to a shaliyah. Yeah. So really the point of blame in what you're describing is the person who is madir hanok because that person really messed up everything. It's not a din in the mitzvah of Saveda per se. You created an impossible scenario for me to get out of. So you really blame it on, that's the, that's where the blame belongs. Yeah, that was the trigger of what happened. The mitzvah of Saveda is beautiful. Everyone should always do every mitzvah that they can. You're a jerk. You created a really impossible scenario for me. You Now you want me, don't be upset if I don't return it now. You, you, my hands are tied behind my back. 
Even if it were to be the case that the nechasim, my nechasim, the machzir, I'm the one who's returning the object, would be ushered to you, mutter, because when I'm returning it, it's not it's not even my item, it's not considered. Now, this is the machlokas uh, for today's presentation of Ravah Min Ravasi. And as our mission had concluded, Tnan, and this is really going to be a question, as you can see at the very last word of the page, it ends with Akasha. So what's the Gemara's question? We had said in our Mishnah, we had said that if a person does when it was mutter, when the act of returning was not considered to be an act of hano, but it's normal protocol in that particular locale for people to pay you for and they give you the $50 cash. Our Mishnah says that in such a case, that's not allowed. That money has to be tipol hektish. It has to be tipol hanol hektish. The money has to go to something other than you. You'd give it, put it in the pushka, give it to a poor person. It says hektish. I don't, I don't know if there's like a, I don't think it means that you can't give it to a poor person. I think it just means that you can't keep it. Could be wrong, but I don't think so. And four lines from the bottom, the Gemara asks its question based on this line. I could understand this line. I could understand that even in a case where the where the Amora would hold, that the Nechassim of the Machzir are forbidden on the person who actually owns the object that we still return it. That's how we have a scenario where, um, where we could envision a person giving the money to Hektish because in both directions, no matter who the Isra Hano is on, the person is going to be returning the object. That makes our Mishnah logical because both options are viable. But according to the one who says that if the, that when the Nechassim of the Machsir are Asurin, and there are missing words here, on the Baal Aveda, that Vilomahadr, you should not return By the way, this is a great, another great example of a Masechta using strange language because it's a very strange wording. And what it really means is that the line in our Mishnah doesn't have any any good explanation according to this. And therefore, the Gemara says, Kasha, you're absolutely right. And that brings us... What's the makom? A makom is a reference to the line in the Mishnah that says, makom shenot lin aleha schar tipol hana. Makom, in the place. What does the word makom mean? What does the phrase makom mean? In a makom where a person does X. So that's what the, the, reference, the reference of the word makom is. Still, it's not a normal way to, to frame out a Gemara. And then, as the Gemara sometimes does, it just comes out of left field. We'll come back to uh, to our stratosphere in a little bit. But on the top of Lama Dal and Bays, it looks like we're learning something completely different. I walk outside, I see a loaf of bread, and it's completely hefker. No simanim, it's just hefker. The Omar, and then when I see it, I say to myself, Kikar zu hektish. It's hefker. And I made it hektish. Very simple scenario. And then, not lal ochla. And then I took it and I took a bite out of it. So if I did that, then Mo'a then my violation of Me'ila is pure. It's 100% of whatever you ate. That's going to be the fiscal punishment. It's a, it's a financial correlate. Done. What if I did the same thing? I took the Kikar that was Hefker and I made it Hektish. And then I gave it Lehorisha Labana. I, I put it in a safety deposit box and I left it uh, until the time that my children would get a Yerusha from me. So then nobody's eating it. It's just kind of sitting there. Let's assume that it's matzah and doesn't go bad from year to year. But uh, yeah, it, uh, you need an assumption. You need an assumption. Something. He didn't tell them either. No, he. he it, uh, there's no reason. There's no reason to assume that they don't know about it. And then, what happens during that time? Uh, what meila has he done during that time? Moal Then he has has violated the isra meila, and as much as he's benefited from the object. What does that mean? 
he's able to say to the kinder, I just want to let you know, I have a little nest egg for you. I have a box of Streitz matzah sitting in the bottom left cabinet. It's been there since 1984. And that, what nobody's eating it right now because it's for Yerusha. He's not eating it because it's for his kids. His kids can't have it because it's not Yerusha time yet. So it's just sitting there. So there the Gemara says there's an Isser of Me'ila. It's hectish because you were Makdash it. The Isser of Me'ila that you get is not for the food itself, but for the Hana that you get. The Hana that you get from telling your kids, I've left you a Yerusha, whatever that means in dollar form, that is your Isser Me'ila. So it's not really on the object. It's on the way in which you've utilized and manipulated that object. Is there any relevance to the wide start of the case of being something that's hefker? It seems to be relevant. Let's learn the rest of the page, and then you can ask your question again. Yeah, he did. The whole, your question is against the whole principle of Me'ila. How then do you ever have Me'ila? It's a misappropriation of Hektish. I misappropriated Hektish, and I put it as part of my kid's Yerusha. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm an Avarian. That's what, that's what, that's what Hektish is. You're misappropriating. You're right that Lemaisa doesn't work. The transactions don't work. It's not yours. You're correct. But the Onesh in the Torah is that if you do Me'ila, you're punished. That's not, you can't do that. It's, it's, it's like, it's like holy. I'm that way with my computer chargers. You touch my chargers, you're done for. Don't touch my computer chargers. So I bought very expensive chargers that are, that have lifetime warranties. They don't break. I bought one for my phone and I bought one for my laptop, for my iPad, two of them total. My kids know, don't touch Abba's chargers. Don't know. The only person who takes my chargers is my wife. She's the only one. And I don't have a lot of latitude to stop it. So. <laughs> but if I did have a little bit of latitude, I would get her her own. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about. It's Tolas. And of course, you cannot take the food. But if you do, you're going to get a slap on the wrist, a big slap on the wrist. When they, if they eat it, they have a full meila, not a partial meila. This is this correct. He set them up for failure. And, and what's crazy is that the math, the sum of each scenario, is greater than the total cost of the meila. There's no benefit. He didn't. Ma lefi tovas hanal sheba. No, but he didn't tell. He didn't tell them that it's. Me'ila. They didn't know but that it was meila. Oh, I thought you mean they, they didn't know they were getting a yerusha. They're still, right. they're, they're still yeah. owners. They're, they're still owners, over. and they'll be over. They'll be over meila b'shogeg. The chora. They'll be over meila b'shogeg. But the math doesn't work. Let's say that the value of this kikar was ten dollars, and the tovas hanal was one dollar. So by the time both generations have utilized this food, it's eleven dollars. But the whole cost is only ten dollars. So it's a shtickle chiddush. A little bit. It's not, not a big deal. I'm just saying it's it's a little unique that we're giving a slap on the wrist for the tovas hana. Oh, look at what a special Abba I am. I've left you a, a Yerusha. And then when they eat it, it's uh, the full $10 cost. But if, they, if the Yorshin gave it to the base of the good news is that they don't get me'ila. The bad news is that they were not Yotze being makdish anything if that was their intent. Because let, let's say they made a neder. I hereby uh, consecrate this food to the base of that's not That's a zero. It's a flat line. Doesn't work at all. Now, based on this line of Rava, the Gemara says as follows. Fourth line down, Lamadal and Amidbez. We're going to stop at the last line on the page. Did I get to my 11 minutes yet? I'm almost, I'm almost there. I, gotta, this, this, I can't. I can talk to Stan all day. All day. No problem. All day. Bominei Ravchia Bar-Ovin me Rava. So then Ravchia Bar-Ovin heard this din from Rava, and he asks him Akasha. What if a person says, Kikari Alecha? My Kikar is upon you. Uh, as a neder, he makes a neder about a Kikar. And then, Venosna Lo Bematana. We spoke about Me'ila. What about if I gave it away as a Matana? So says the Gemara, Mahu. 
Do we say kikari? It's really my kikar amarlo. And kiise birushusehu de aser. It's since it's mine, it's only truly mine when it's in my property. And therefore, for you to benefit from it in my property is problematic. But if I send it out of my house to you, no problem at all. Odilma alecha amarle. It's a din in the gavra, not in the chefza. It's a din in the person, in the ilave, in shavise hektish. And therefore, uh, let me read that again. Odilma alecha amarle. It's something that you say about the person. This bread, as it relates to you, is considered hectic. Then in the chefs, then in the gavra. Again, I don't mean that in the, all the lamdasha ways, but in a basic distinction. And that's what the Gemara is asking. So Amar Le Rava responds. Pshita de'afal gav Obviously, if you were makdashit and you gave it away as a matana, under all circumstances, it's going to be aser. Says the Gemara, if that's true, this language of kikari alecha, what does it mean? What then? Why, why was it kikari alecha? Why was it a strange? Why is it kikari? Who cares that it's yours? So maybe says the Gemara, maybe we should say, you might want to, want to have said that we're talking about a ganav, but we really can't say that it's talking about a case of Geneva because how would we ever control that case? That's not something that we have control. Of. That can't be what he was talking about. He wouldn't have said kikari alecha so that if a ganav take, we're not talking about that case. It's not what we're talking about. So then the Gemara says, I'm really low. La fuke di asmane Allah. That if a person was invited, what is this talking about? Take a look at the Mefaresh, the last five lines. Dibrahamas lo, comma, la fuke di asmane ale. Lemechal, he was invited over to eat that food. Mehahu kikar, me ikara. He came over, he was invited to eat that food. Bahadar Amarle, and then he said, Kikari alecha. The Hasam cave in the Asmane ale, Kanachelko, Kemashu, Yahole, Holemana, Veno Yahole Osra love. You came over to eat dinner at my house. Once you invited me over, I have rights to your food. Through you invited me for dinner, and I'm a, I make a shakal, and you're like, Hare Alai, that this whole thing is hectic. That's not right. So that's what the Gemara says is to teach us at dinner when a person is invited over, then that's really what Kikari Alecha means is to tell us to exclude that case. That in that case, when a person comes over, then that's not that that's not binding because you can't invite someone over and have zero food to give them after the implications of the invite is that they should have food. And tomorrow, and when we start tomorrow's off, which in your session will be in person in this city on time, 845, we'll begin with Akash and the Sheet of Rava, and we'll stop right here, wishing you all a beautiful night. Mm -hmm.